Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. Welcome back. We are back. Hey. Yes. Good to talk to you. We're going to kick it off with uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't go there very often, but you guys have gone there. I've gone there for for homewares and things like that, right? I avoid it at all costs. I do not like... I am not a Bed Bath & Beyond fan. I was just there the other day, and I I felt the same. It was under duress. Why is it such a horrible experience for you guys? I have never liked the store. I just, I've always felt it's very cramped and very weird shopping experience. I've never enjoyed shopping there. Whenever my wife likes it a little more than I do, and so she sometimes wants to go, and I say, no, I do not want to go. I do not want to set foot in the store. (laughs) This is where I draw the line. Well, no, I felt, I mean, the headline of the article, and I don't want to spoil it here. Well, let's let's just get to it. Yeah, the headline of the article is Bed Bath & Beyond Boss Tries to Declutter Stores. And I said, oh, Wow, what a what a concept! It's kind of it's very meta. We gotta declutter. Yeah, it is. A, it's very meta, but it's it, counterintuitive. It, it makes sense because that's that's the feeling I get when I walk into a yeah. Bad Bath and Beyond is that it's Same. kind of a jumble, kind of a maze. Mm-hmm. Felt claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. I think in the article he he mentioned like why do we need to sell sixteen different can openers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's we can a good just good question. When and when they actually reduced the number to just three, the sales actually went up. Right. So I think that they took that as an indicator that people don't want it. People get overwhelmed. They don't want to. I mean, what do they call it in the article? It's like purchase paralysis. Yeah. Yeah. Purchase paralysis. We're selling like, too many items in stores. Well, and I mean, I know Bed Bath & Beyond has a loyal following, you know, mostly for that 20% off coupon. And I mean, we watched Broad City and... The women on Broad City were like... Alana and Abby love the Bed Bath & Beyond. Yes, they were like Bed Bath & Beyond super fans or Bed Mm. Bath & Beyond heads. Bed Bath & Beyond coupons never expire. They have expiration dates on them. Yeah, to to throw idiots off. But, I mean, I have a problem. The the 20% off coupon is just a marketing thing because I feel like, and I don't have the stats to back this up, but I think Bed Bath & Beyond jacks up their prices and Mm -hmm. then gives everybody a coupon to make you think you're getting a better deal than you actually are. Right. It's not a cheap, they don't sell cheap things. Like, you're not going to go and get a a discount. But But, but the layout, for me, the layout, and the the you know the sky high um, towers of towels and sheets and it just it feels very um, cheap. it feels very bargain basement to me. It's it's just mm-hmm. like we're gonna throw everything at you. This is all for sale. But then you look at the price tag and you're like, whoa, I could get something way cheaper at Target or even Macy's or you know it just yeah. So that that makes for a confusing experience, which is why it's probably hasn't been working for them right so they've had you know they've had a court a few quarters of losses now and this new ceo has come in from target like mm-hmm. so you enjoy the target shopping experience i think yeah but- i think i think target has done a good job of being a huge store that offers you a bunch of different things but it's you it's you you still want to look at everything because they have a variety it's not just like a bunch of the same thing. Um, and I think also with their private label things that they've done or even their like their collaboration, their collaborative labels, like, um, of course, the Magnolia Home, Chip and Joe collab. Right. Um, but then also some of the collabs they've done with like fashion designers. Um, 
I don't know. I think that just makes for a more interesting shopping experience. And I'm sure that Bed Bath & Beyond has done collaborations like that. But I, I don't know that um, they have. I, I mean, I know, the like I say, the guy that came that's come that's come in now from Target, he he was, I think, a par, part of his mandate at Target was was those private brands. So mm-hmm. I would expect Beth, Bed Bath & Beyond to probably explore that avenue. But yeah, yeah I, I was just I just felt great that he initially said we're going to declutter these places because <laughs> that was he like called a spade a spade <laughs> that, well right and that that's my been my main complaint with these stores so so eric if in a in a few months or in in, in a year yes if these changes are implemented will yes. you return back to bed bath and beyond and try shopping there again i i guess i would i mean if See if it passes muster for yeah, Gunther. I, I am curious to see if in six months to a year, I could walk into a Bed Bath & Beyond and not feel like I have in the past where it's like, ugh. <laughs> ugh. Ugh. You take it, two steps and you're like, this is not worth it. No, it's not worth <laughs> I'm it. I'm going to Amazon.com. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing is that it, I Rachel said she feels it's not cheap in terms of pricing, but it, feels it looks cheap. cheap yeah. It looks yeah. cheap. You know, when you, when everything is stacked up and kind of willy nilly and not, you know, merchandise correctly. We so. need help merchandising. They're also implementing um, the buy online, pick up in the store, which I'm shocked they don't have because stores have been doing that for years. Right. Um, which which could draw more people in, could draw more business for them. They're putting in Wi-Fi, which I don't know how necessarily I I, I don't connect to Wi-Fi when I go into a store, um, but. Well, if, it, if that's how some people shop, I then. did. I got on it the other day for the brief time I was in there. Yeah, I mean, it, what it does, it allows you to price comparison. It mm-hmm. allows mm-hmm. you to price an item, which leads us into our second story. Whoa. <laughs> Here we go. What do you guys think about a home that's listed where the price is available upon request? I think it's stupid. <laughs> that, yeah. This is my hot take. <laughs> As people who work at Realtor.com and write about houses, we like to know the price. We want to know the facts. Right. Well, John Bon Jovi's house in New Jersey went on the market. It's massive. Yeah. It's like how 18,000 square feet French chateau. I mean, it's. I, I know I think Rachel and I talked a bit about this offline. It's not exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> Not at all what you would expect. Like I don't know what what did you have in your in your brain like in terms of quintessential rocker pad. I don't know more modern, more contemporary. Just not like Louis the (laughs) Fourteenth style Mm. decor. It's it's very opulent. Right. It is very opulent. It's very French. It's Versailles AF in here. Yeah, (laughs) Versailles AF. I like that. Yeah, and so. We talked to a few agents about this strategy of putting a, a place on the market without a price. And I've seen this with a, a couple of other homes. It's not really usual to put a place up without a price. But it's kind of, I guess, to kind of give an air of mystery to the yeah. place. One of the agents told us that some real estate professionals feel that assigning a public price tag to an exquisite property sort of cheapens it. Hmm. Um, that some buyers might judge the property by that alone and eliminate it, feeling that it doesn't measure up to the number being asked for. Right. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, that's one way to look at it. That Giving yeah. something a price. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like looking at a restaurant menu and whenever we see a menu and it's like they don't list the prices, we, we just assume that it's going to be expensive. Yeah, as quoted. 
mm-hmm. market price. market yeah. price yeah. market price or as quoted yeah yeah so uh yeah it's not a strategy that you know any of us will see because we <laughs> It's no. it's reserved it's reserved for you know the the one percent. Right. If you Eric, so if you sell your house, you're not gonna say. I am gonna say price the You are gonna say. I'm gonna. You're say, not gonna release the price. Oh, I am gonna release the price, but I, you yeah. are gonna say. Yeah, I am gonna say. I don't think any of us, like normal people, could get away with no that this is nonsense. A, this is no, a, it's it's only for opulent homes. It's just a tactic. Over the top. It's a tactic of the one percent of which Bon Jovi mm-hmm. has rocked himself into. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see who throws a number out. So um, we'll keep an eye on Bon Jovi's uh, French palace. We sure will. (laughs) Here on House Party, we love talking about time capsule homes. These are homes that you walk through the front door and it looks like time has stood still in a particular decade year whatever um eric you found an incredible 70s time capsule yeah so we found a home it's outside of san diego it was built in the early 70s and what happened with this particular condo it's it's in a complex kind of on a golf course and from the outside it looks kind of grim it just looks like a regular like 70s era like attached condo it doesn't look like much at all but this was the this was the developer's unit, the d- guy who developed this particular condo complex on this golf course, and it was reserved for him. And what he did was he, he said he let a couple of decorators go in. This was, I think, in 1973, 1974, <laughs> and he said, "Do your thing." He just he said he said he 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 let them go hog wild. He just said, "Go for it." He th- yeah. he then sold the unit like right after. I, I don't know if he ever lived in it or whatever, but he sold it to an elderly couple or an older couple, retired couple, and their family has held on to this unit now for, you know, what, nearly five decades, and ne- nobody's ever lived there. Mm, oh, it's been empty. It's been, well, empty. Or not empty, but it's it hasn't been a permanent residence. Right. Empty in the sense of, yeah, there has been no resident, but there, the stuff within the home is there, and it's in immaculate condition. So it, it's, it's 70s, it's early 70s vibes that have been untouched over five decades. The this place is neon green. It's green. Everywhere. It's green. There's green where there's green carpets. It's green walls. Yeah, green green thick carpets, green wallpaper um, in a variety of patterns. There's, you know, one particular like caning wallpaper in the kitchen. Uh, don't forget that green countertop in the kitchen. And then there's more of a plaid and a sitting room. There's florals in a bedroom. I mean, it's just... And the carpeting, like I say, looks like it it was installed yesterday from the listing photos. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. no stains on it. It it doesn't look ragged or run down in any way. So we talked to the agent down there. She, She gave us obviously the scoop on, you know, this backstory of the home. And she told us also that like photographers have contacted her now that want to do photo shoots in the home. And she's mm. she's like no, she wants to sell this home, and so she's she's been talking to buyers. She hasn't she doesn't have time to uh, deal with people that want to do photo shoots because this home is so unique. You know, <laughs> it, it it would make a great backdrop for a high fashion photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But we talked to her again. She said she's fielded a bunch of offers, and most of the people that she's talked to want to keep it intact. Really? Yeah. 
Well, I, I would think so. I would yeah. think you wouldn't buy something like this and rip everything out. Right. I, yeah, because it's not like the architecture is so incredible. I mean, no. it's no, it's, it's just it's a condo. pretty run of the mill. Yeah from, yeah, from the outside, yeah. I don't know about any age restrictions or any area restrictions on Airbnb, but this would be an mm. ideal, like... Mm. Airbnb kind of That's what I was thinking. Experience. Yeah, that's a, that would be a great great opportunity for it. But it's And you said it's it's on the market for 375. I did I did not mention that, but thank you for mentioning oh. that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like this place? Mm. I do. I think it's cool, but I would get a headache if I stayed there too long, I think. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I just love vintage. I mean, that's yeah. part of what I love. So, I mean, when I see something like this where it it looks untouched for decades and it, yeah. it's in great mm-hmm. condition, it's not dusty, dirty. It's it's been kept up, but it it mm-hmm. it, it reflects like the early seventies in such a great way. But would you actually want to live there full time? Not full time. I would love to have it like as an Airbnb. But then the the downside, though, and I think we ran into this with a different house in Palm Springs, is like when you have a time capsule that's so unique and so cool, you don't you almost don't want an Airbnb, you know, renter to come in there because what if they spill red wine on your per- on your green green carpet? shag carpet? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I like the attention to detail. And as the listing agent said, everything's vintage. Even the magazine and the coffee table is 30 years old. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. cool that they, yeah. you know, really put the thought into that. And you get everything in it, right? Yeah. Everything so in everything it. comes yeah. with the house. Furnished. And, yeah. and the other thing, and, I, you know, we we touched on this also with the Brady show, is that you can't find stuff like this anymore. <laughs> Bra- even Mm-mm. if HGTV cannot find stuff like this to outfit the Brady house, they had to, you know, custom make a lot of the elements to recreate yeah. kind of that 70s look for the Brady stuff. You cannot find yeah. this stuff anymore. That counter- like I mean, the now. countertop <laughs> looks very similar to the Brady Bunch countertop, except the Brady Bunch was obviously orange. Yeah. This one, it's it's lime green. It's very similar, but that that must have been the thing in those days. Yes. Avocado, yeah. Avocado, yes. Avocado madness in this house. <laughs> so speaking of getting everything that comes with the house, that is a good tie-in to uh, this week's mailbox question. We got a question this week from Debbie in Jacksonville. She says... <laughs> Last year, I spent a fortune on a beautiful lighting fixture above my dining room table, but now I'm selling my home. Do I have to leave the chandelier behind? Hmm. I feel like this is probably a common question. Yeah, I've from heard home this sellers. One. Yeah, it it can vary. I mean, I'll I'll start with that caveat: is that it it can vary. Typically, if it's nailed down, bolted down, or mounted, it's probably going to stay behind. So Debbie is out of luck in terms of her chandelier, unless she... unless Debbie. You write it into your contract. Okay. So, so it, if you want to keep something that you uh, are concerned might get left with the house, make sure you tell your agent, make sure you get it in the contract. Right. And if you're buying a house and you want something, you can also ask ask and write that into the contract. Right. Yep. And we we did do that in terms of, of uh, the house, the, the most recent house that we bought. We bought the dining room table because it fit. It fit oh, you right. did? Yeah. Oh. We've been, hmm. we've we bought uh, what else did we buy? We bought a couple of things, a few things, decorative stuff. Not but your anything. current dining room table mm-hmm. came from the previous owner. Owners. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I feel like people do that. Like when my parents have been looking at houses and ones that they've considered making an offer, or the ones that they have made an offer on, um, 
the sellers to kind of sweeten the deal have said, you know, we're willing to sell this and we're willing to sell this. And so Mm -hmm. kind of take your pick and let us know and then put it in the offer so they know they know what you're going to take. Because a lot of times if they're downsizing, especially, they just want to get rid of that stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. It is a good point. Maybe they don't want their hot tub anymore. Yeah. Oh, lucky for you. Hot tub stays. Hot tub is bolted (laughs) into the property. Yeah, for sure. Same with like trees or trees, like trees can shrubs, always, rose right. bushes that have sentimental value. Like a basketball you can write hoop. that in. Mm-hmm, yeah. Basketball hoop. Anything anchored into the ground. Um, stays. Yeah, stays. Even what about like if I have drapes that I lo- really love? That's a tricky area. I think we've been told in the past that curtains are considered personal property because it just slides right off the rod. But if you Mm -hmm. have custom blinds that, again, are attached to the window and part of a window treatment, that would be something you're technically supposed to leave behind. Debbie, take your chandelier, write it into the contract. Yeah. You know, I, I understand that. Like a lot of people buy expensive light fixtures that really seem to fit their taste or yeah and the house too so it it might look great in the house and your buyer might think that it does too so be prepared for the buyer to ask for it but um that's just something that you'll have to negotiate with uh your respective agents well thank you debbie for your question uh as always if you want one of your questions answered you can write us podcast at realtor.com and we may just read your question on the air and answer it The most popular home is the one that generates the most clicks. This Uh most popular home generated a ton of clicks. The one we're talking about right now, this home has not been lived in. It was built in 2002. And it also... It hasn't been... Wait, it hasn't been lived in? Yeah, it's a mansion. It's a (laughs) $2.9 million mansion. I feel like you just glossed right over that. (laughs) But it, it, it is... Decorated, overly decorated, some might say. Decorated is a strong term to use. (laughs) Yeah, so the owners bought this place strictly to house their art collection. They have sculptures, paintings, objects of art, both you know, sculptures even outside the home. I would invite I would invite you to take a look at their art collection. Yeah. So okay, here's some background: is that Eric and I have gone through the photos together. Yes, we have. And we've looked at this. Natalie, you were out of town, and you have not. So we want to see your reaction and hear your reaction in real time. All right. Yeah, this is for real. I have not I have not seen these listing photos yet. So I'm just, I'm, I'm clicking on the link right now. Yep. This is a home in Lake, it up. It's in Lake Forest, Illinois. Three, okay. $2.9 million. All right. Looks, so it's a big house. It's a huge, it's a huge house. house. From the outside, looks like your standard McMansion. McMansion. Yeah, yeah 9,700 square feet. Okay, I'm okay. clicking. I'm at the front door, and we're okay. going inside. Okay, the foyer looks pretty gaudy, but all right. right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, this. Okay, so this is the Native, Native American art wing. Um, there's one of, one of many. Of Native, <laughs> one of many. Um, uh-huh. There's like, okay, so there's a painted ceiling, kind of like the Vatican, the, the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> that's kind what, of like that's the what Rachel Sistine said. Chapel. You guys think alike. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God, this kitchen. Okay. Uh-huh. There's no, there's no art in the kitchen. Right. What, what do you think about, art. what do you think about the wall color in that room? <laughs> it, it looks like s- the color of skin, kind of like burnt skin. <laughs> skin. <laughs> 
I think Eric called it salmon, but I prefer skin. <laughs> it's like like a bad day at the beach skin. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's a mural of oh, like the Oregon Trail mural on the on the ceiling. Okay. Jesus. All right. And then we <laughs> enter into Oceana, which uh, there's like a mermaid statue on top of a pedestal with columns surrounding it. Yep. Um. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is the bathroom. This is the bathroom. Yeah, I think the, I think that's the tub, the the thing that's surrounded by the the two columns. I mean, this is outrageous. Oh, okay, and now we're getting into some live people. So there's, yeah. or not live, but some well, people mannequins. statues. It's mannequins. deceptive. Uh huh. Oh my gosh. Okay, so they love busts, like like a bust statue, not like breasts, but like right. busts. No, I, <laughs> like I got you. Like a bust yeah. statue. There's a ton of those. Oh, there's the ball- the ballerina. Okay, in the same room as. A A woman. Wow. Okay. Well, clearly, listeners, you have to check out these photos, these listing photos. Um, Yes. I'm sure we'll tweet out or we'll we'll post the listing photos, um, the link to listing photos on our Facebook because, yeah, you have to go through all 48 of these to really understand how wild this is. It it is a wild ride. Their style, oh, and I just reached the second Native American room. Um, (laughs) It's a roller coaster of emotions. (laughs) I mean, this is, it's modern art for the most part, right? Is what we would call Uh, it. Modern statues. I don't even know what I would call it. Have you gotten to the bird room? (laughs) No, I haven't. (laughs) Yeah, uh, there's, there's an eagle, but that's part of the eagle. Native American room. Yeah, I guess that's what I meant. There's birds in every room. Yeah, there's a lot of statuary. A lot of birds of prey. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Lots. Oh, and then there's one room that has some wall art. We have friends. Oh, that the, uh, Rachel was overwhelmed by that room. Where was it? I'm trying to find it. This is the picture room. This is. Uh, oh, Rachel, yeah. Rachel, Talk about a gallery wall. Yeah, Rachel was was. Yeah, quite, this is every pretty much every inch of the wall is covered in a. A family photo picture. Um, okay, so this is essentially a family museum. I guess you could call it that. Yeah. So, and I mean, it, a museum for this one family, right? And <laughs> they're willing to again. This has been a running theme throughout this entire podcast, but they're also willing to part with some of these objects uh, should a buyer want to procure them. I don't. I mean, <laughs> bless to whoever wants to procure these <laughs> items. <laughs> I agree, but... Uh, is that a Teddy Roosevelt statue in I the backyard? Don't, I don't know. Is there one? Really is that Jesus? Sorry? Oh my gosh, there's Jesus and the Pope on the wall. <laughs> Truly, a picture is worth a thousand words, and this listing has 48 pictures, so... <laughs> 48,000 words. We implore you to go take a look uh, and let us know what you think. Realtor.com slash news. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's on the market for three million. Lake Forest is a, an expensive suburb of Chicago. Yep. Do we think it'll sell for three million? Uh, well, if you're looking for something that hasn't like a, hasn't been touched, I mean, it yeah. obviously has been staged. Not staged. I shouldn't say used the staged. It's been filled with decor, but it, there's <laughs> it's it's not that anybody's ever spending the night there, messing with the floors, messing with the kitchen. Everything's clean. Everything in the house is like new. But the yeah. decor, like by decor, I do not mean the art. I purely mean like the wall colors. The design of the kitchen, the doors, yeah. Yeah. The, the light fixtures. Those are all dated. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Those are very like 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, those would need to, be, need to be updated. But, you know, whoever buys this, they're going to 
potentially have to deal with some art if they want, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll have to deal with updating because the kitchen's not good. It has like that like dark granite countertop yeah, and like no, I, I, cabinets that are, yeah. no. There's it's a, very, very much overdone. It's a lot of elements that, but it, you know, it, it's a huge house. If you're looking for something that's huge yet hasn't been really touched, this is yeah kind of your jam, I guess. We'll see. Um, we'll see what happens with this place. But thank you for bringing this into my life. <laughs> um, I'm glad we got to be there for it. Yeah, I can't even fathom having an art collection like this. But <laughs> you know, different strokes, I guess. Different strokes. <laughs> It is now time for winners and losers. This is the segment at the end of the episode where we discuss celebrities and the houses they bought, sold, or rented. And we pick one loser and one winner. And you can probably guess the winner made a good deal and the loser might have lost some cash. Let's start with our loser. Um, Two-time loser. (laughs) Two-time in a row loser. Consecutive loser. Consecutive Consecutive loser. Bethany Frankel. From the Real Housewives of New York, Bethany uh, is a former cast member. She was she was on the other uh, the the previous seasons, but she's this is the first season that she will not be a housewife. Um, she sold her Hamptons home. Hi, I'm Bethany Frankel, and you are about to enter my home in the Hamptons. And she sold it for less than she listed it for. So she listed it for three million. And ended up selling it for two point two eight yeah. million. And we saw this home on the show, right? This was a famous loca- yes. locale, I guess. This say. was a controversial home um, on the show for a number of reasons, but chiefly because um, it was located on Montauk Highway as opposed to being located south of the highway, which Ramona Singer said was much more desirable for buyers um, and just just for your property value. And but that was that was the opinion of Ramona uh, Ramona Singer right. on that the show. That was Ramona Ramona Singer, another housewife. That was her she kind of called Bethany out on it, you know, being a little persnickety. Right. Maybe call it jealousy because this is a gorgeous house. It's it's, it's a cool property. Seven bedrooms. Bethany, it's it's big, right? I mean it's, it's a, huge. Yeah. It's it's a great space. Um, and frankly, I think it's walking distance to town. Uh-huh. Um, and it's what you think of when you think of a Hamptons home, right? With that shingled mm-hmm. kind of exterior. Yep. It's shingled. Um, it's really pretty. And Bethany, p- part of what else was covered on the on the show was that Bethany completely redid it, redid the interiors, turned it out. It was a total fixer-upper, and she turned it out. It has a really cool pool. And so... I can see why, I don't know. I mean, maybe Ramona was onto something talking about that location and talking about how it wasn't desirable. Right. And as you're saying that, I remember that she did spend a lot of money on renovations. We don't know exactly how much she spent on renovations, but I'm guessing it's probably more than 200,000. So she bought the place for 2 million and sold it for 2.2 coming down from three. So that's unfortunately why we had to call her our our loser yeah there's yeah because she still made a small profit she just didn't get as much as but we don't i'm I'm guessing she probably sunk a couple hundred grand into the renovations yeah i'm guessing she probably i mean did she if she put more than two hundred twenty eight (laughs) thousand dollars into it then she didn't make a profit but 
she probably um, if we want to be that. completely technical right. <laughs> and in any event she she did try and get that three but it, it wasn't it wasn't moving off the market and, and I think now is the time to sell I guess in the Hamptons right because people are getting prepped for summertime for right summer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. This is probably uh, the sale came at a good time. And this comes on the heels of her selling her Soho place. Right. So I'm, I know last episode we had discussed that she's involved in phil- philanthropic efforts, but then she's also now, I think there was a recent show announced that she's going to be working on with Mark Burnett, uh, something like on a CNBC show about being a businesswoman or, you know, oh. like a, re- a reality show, a new reality show coming with Bethany as the star. So maybe she's getting ready to focus on that show and, you know, is paring down her property portfolio. Yeah. So she's our qualified loser. Um, but we, we still expect that Bethany will be doing just fine. Yes. <laughs> Uh, speaking of someone who is doing just fine, more than our fine. winner this week, yeah, more than fine. Our winner this week is Jeff Bezos, um, Amazon founder, richest man in the world, richest man in the world. Yep. So you probably heard <laughs> he bought a house in L.A. in Beverly Hills. Um, he bought it from David Geffen, uh, the record producer, and it's. The Warner estate, it was built for um, one of the old Warner executives, Jack Warner, and it sold, Bezos bought it for $165 million, which set a record in Los Angeles for the highest price, the highest sale of real estate. In the, yeah, in the, in the county. <laughs> Am I saying that right? I'm just yeah, like no, no. It, it's it set a record uh, for Los Angeles County for sure. Uh, we had seen the previous high point was uh, Lachlan Murdoch bought a, bought the Chartwell place for 150 million, I believe, and so mm. this is this set a new record for the county, and uh, they did it all hush hush. Jeff Bezos did, and why we're calling him a winner is that you know while some people say like oh my gosh how can you tell that he over he might have overpaid blah 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 yeah that was kind of the question that we asked was because geffen bought it for what 45 million something 40, like that yeah 47.5 million yeah. in 1990 so you know by bezos paying 165 it's it's a huge price jump right um the 165 million that he spent on this house is kind of a rounding error when it comes to his overall wealth I mean, mm-hmm. his what, what overall wealth of is 132 billion. And so, what was this? This in terms of his o- overall wealth. This is point zero zero one two five percent of his overall wealth. So he pennies. Yeah. So it, it it at that level, the the value of a home is distorted. If he wants to spend 165 million, that's what he's going to spend. And for Jeff Bezos, everything becomes kind of warped almost because he is so wealthy. Right. Money truly is no object. Given his track record of success in the business world, I'm loath to say he made a bad deal. And so, I mean, it's said that um, it's known that he they did this deal on a yacht, or I don't know. The story has been passed down that they chatted about it on a yacht, and they they you know he had been shopping this place for a while. I mean, we've been reporting on Bezos's home search and right. He'd and been he'd been looking. You know, yeah. I know we had done a story maybe a month or so ago about how he was looking in L.A. at homes over a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
So well, he, he found it. Yeah, he found one. He, he this was uh, the one. I mean, was this this wasn't even on the market? No, it wasn't on the market. It was. I mean, I think David Geffen had put the word out. To, it's it's kind of like along the lines of uh, Bon Jovi. He had put the word out, but it, this never hit the market. This was not not on the market. It wasn't available. I think he, it was just if you inquired and you had the wealth to buy it. Yeah. You know, go ahead. So Jeff Bezos spent 165 million dollars. Did he make a bad deal? I doubt it. I don't think he thinks so. I don't think he thinks so either. And isn't that all that really matters? Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of House Party. If you love what you heard today, first of all, tell your friends and family. And second of all, please subscribe. Um, please leave us a rating and uh, leave a review if you have a few extra minutes. It really helps people learn about our show, find it all that jazz if you want to get in touch with us you can email us at podcast at realtor.com we would love to hear your thoughts um, or answer any questions you might have you can also find us on social media you can give us a follow on facebook and twitter we are at house party pod on both of those and if you want to read any of the stories that we talked about today see any of these crazy photos go to realtor.com slash news or go to realtor.com go to your favorite search engine Type in Realtor.com and the topic we discussed, and it should just pop right up. All right. That is it. We will catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.